Psalms 92 today. Amen. And uh, I'm excited to preach the word that I'm going to preach today. I've been working on this message for a long time. You're not supposed to say that kind of thing before you preach because if you don't do good, then they'll be like, you work for that. You work on that for a long time. Amen. Amen. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon a psaltery. Upon the harp with the solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thine hands. O Lord, how great are thy works and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered, but... My horn shall be exalted like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eyes also shall see my desire on mine enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat. And flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is none unrighteousness in him. I want to focus the entire sermon today from the passage of Psalms. Where the first thing that David writes, he said, It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It's a good thing to show to the Lord uh, uh, thankfulness for his righteousness and faithfulness. He, he says it's good to do it with the, the, the salt. The, 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 the harp and the psaltery and the tin strings and the iPad. He says it's a good thing to praise the Lord with all these different musical instruments in the house of the Lord. I'm going to say amen. Maybe the iPad was the DIV version, the Dathan International version. But he says it's a good thing to give praise to the Lord. He says we're going to have enemies and at times it's going to seem like the enemies are, are doing well, but the Lord is in charge. Sometimes it seems like we mess up and we make mistakes, but God is faithful to forgive and he's in charge. And then it says that the righteous, they, they shall flourish like the palm tree and he shall grow like a cedar, cedar in Lebanon. And it says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. 
for just a little bit today, I want to preach from this topic. Have palms in your hand. Have palms in your hand. Father, I thank you today for your goodness. I thank you today for your word. I thank you today for the power and the spirit that we feel in this house. God, I'm asking, Lord, that you would speak to us and move through us today and that you would flow and speak to all of us today. God, I pray that we would walk out of this house today feeling moved by your spirit, God, feeling touched, God, in a personal way. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you look so nice today. Amen, amen. I hope nobody was lying. Hallelujah. In Leviticus chapter 23, starting at verse 37, reading down to 40, we'll focus on 40. It says, These are the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. There's a declaration to the people that there are some feasts that are to be holy gatherings of God's people. And it says to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Now I like where it says they're holy convocations. They're they're righteous gatherings together of God's people. And it always happened on the Sabbath day. Notice we don't read in the Bible where it says that It's a good thing to sit on a beanbag eating Cheetos and your underoos. Watching Joel Olstein on TV. Watching Benny Hinn on TV. Watching T.D. Jakes on TV. Watching Jensen Franklin on TV. Okay? My, I've got family that, that doesn't attend church regularly on Sunday except when they're in town visiting with us. And they say, well, I get my Jesus on the TV. But the Bible is very clear to us that there ought to be a holy convocation. There ought to be a gathering together of God's people on the Sabbath day to celebrate and to worship the Lord. Gathering God's people together is something that goes all the way back To the Old Testament. Somebody say amen. And I like people that say I'm a New Testament believer. Brother, I'm in the New Testament. I live in the grace dispensation. That's good. We all live in the grace dispensation. But God never once looks at his word and looks at his creation as what M's Old Testament people and M's New Testament people. The Old Testament was covered by the blood And the New Testament is covered by the blood. That's why the Bible say that Jesus Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. Somebody say amen. This is good pre. I'm already already in the zone. I mean, it's the hoop is just These are the feasts of the Lord, and you shall proclaim them to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Let me just stop for a minute and say, we better not have cold church when we come to the house of God. 
We better be on fire. The praise team better be on fire. The ushers better be on fire. The Sunday school teachers better be on fire. And God forbid the preacher better be on fire. If you ever see If I see y'all walking into church like this, you better watch out the microphones flying and I'm going to scream, get on fire. If there's anything worth doing in life, it's doing this thing we call Christianity and we ought to do it on fire. Amen. Brother Herring, you don't know how bad I've been. Brother Herring, you don't know the mistakes I've made. Brother Herring, you don't know what I did this last week. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. Oh, hallelujah. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. For a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. God is not looking for us to be perfect. He's just looking for us to be persistent. He knows our frailty. He knows what he made. He knows who we are. And all he's asking from us is just get back up and try again. Just give it your best again. Well, I'm afraid of failing. Afraid of failure is okay, but failing is inevitable. Beside the Sabbaths of the Lord, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your free will offerings which ye give unto the Lord, Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land, ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord. Seven days on the first day shall be the Sabbath. Everybody say, the first day shall be the Sabbath. And the eighth day shall be the Sabbath. I say it just like that. And the eighth day shall be the Sabbath. That's good for the Zach. That's a good job. Yeah, baby. It's much madness, baby. So. The seventh day is the, the first day is the Sabbath, and the eighth day is the Sabbath, which means the Sabbath is on every what day? The seventh day. Now, I know in North America... And I know in the New Testament, we've messed it up. The Sabbath was on a Saturday, and I know for some reason we have church on Sunday. For some, somehow, some way, collectively, they figured out that Jesus rose on a Sunday. I've never seen that just yet. But I guess it's, it could be so. But I don't necessarily know if it matters exactly what day that your Sabbath is. But I do know that every 
every seven days you need a Sabbath. And I know that every seven days there needs to be a day that you separate and say this is the Lord's day. This is my day that I'm giving to the Lord. And look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you better be listening right now. The Bible says, and you shall take, on verse 40, and you shall take on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, notice that, and the boughs of thick trees and willows of the brooks, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. The Bible says here that I'm to take a palm in my hand on the second day. Well, I'm actually supposed to get the palm at the house of God. And on Sunday, as we live, we got the palm, hallelujah, in our hand. And we take the palm in our hand. If this thing was real, I'd break one off, but I don't think I can. Here we go. We get the palm in our hand. We get the palm at the house of God. But the Bible tells us that for seven days, we're to keep that palm in our hands. It is Levitical law that for seven days, the palm is to stay in my hands. In other words, Brother Justin, when I walk out of the house of the Lord, praising his name on Sunday... We worship you. Did y'all see Marley today? She was she was in the zone today. We worship you. Hallelujah. We're praising God on Sunday, and we got the palm in our hand. The Bible tells us we have a biblical obligation when we walk out of these doors on Sunday to not lay the palm down, but to keep the palm in our hands and to praise God all week long. Now, how many of you on Monday morning, when Monday morning rolls around and you get in your car and that song comes on, amen, and do you have a Holy Ghost praise fit in your car? Huh? How many on Monday morning do you put in Travis Tritt? Hey Amen. I spell T-R-O-U-B-L-E. That's not what the book tells us we ought to do. Now, y'all, if anybody's rode around with me a little bit, you know my iTunes is, it's like a, there ain't no telling what you're fitting to get in that iTunes. You get Jason Crabb in one lick. You get Garth Brooks in the next lick. Hey Amen. You, you, you can get uh, Donnie McClurkin. Hey Amen. You can get... Uh, Door of the Explorer, that's true. <laughs> you can get all kind of stuff in my iTunes mix. Amen. But I'm telling you something. There's something about God, God responding to somebody that keeps the palm in their hand all week long. The Bible that we read, the text said that, that it's a good thing to give praise to God. And it's a good thing to love God. But see, the Bible says, let everything, Sister Paige, uh, that has breath, praise ye the Lord. You don't have to have any 
really good requirements other than breathing to praise God. Well, Brother Herring, you don't know what I acted like. Well, praise God anyways. Uh, Brother Herring, you don't know what my week's been like. But praise God anyways. Uh, Brother Herring, I made mistakes yesterday. But praise God anyways. It's amazing to me. The, 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 most, the most horrific sinner of all the saints, of all the Bible characters in the word of God to me, the one that is absolutely the worst of the worst, the one that's probably got the worst rap street of them all is David. He was an adulterer, but he wasn't just an adulterer. He was a murderer. He didn't just commit adultery, but he had the man murdered whose wife he was in love with. And it didn't stop there, Brother Coulter. David had concubines. If you don't know what a concubine is, that's something else. Ask somebody what a concubine is. I tell you what, it ain't it ain't family to a unicorn, amen. We're all grown ups here. But all of that, and there's so much, there's so much more. There's so much more. David went over and fought with the Philistine army. David crossed lines and fought with the Philistine army. But yet the Bible says that David, that David, he's got his own city. The Bible says that God loved David. The Bible said in God's heart, Sister Yon, there was a special place for David. Why do you say that, Sister Kiel? Why does the Bible say that? Because David wasn't perfect, but David was a praiser. Folks, I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. But I'm telling you there's something we've got to be. And that is we've got to be praisers. We have got to learn how to praise God. We've got to keep that palm in our hand seven days a week. It's okay if you dropped it on Saturday, if you dropped it on Friday, if you dropped it on Monday morning. The Bible says keep the palm in your hand. It's one thing that we ought to learn how to do is that's to praise God all by ourselves, to be praisers when nobody's around, to be praisers when we messed up and we frustrated with ourselves and our situation. We've got to be praisers. Oh, the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. You know, in North America, I'll tell you this much to be true. In North America, we're a lot more judgmental than God is. Amen. With Facebook, we all up in everybody's business these days. We know what you had, what you had for breakfast because you put it on there. Amen. We know the dumb things dumb people do. Hey Amen, that's right. I said the dumb things dumb people do. We know all this stuff because they put it on there. But just because they put it on there doesn't mean we should judge people for their actions. Amen. Because God is not judging them right now. God is giving them grace. And so right now, we're not to judge people. The Bible says that the righteous shall be like the palm I I want to just commend everybody in this place today. 
instead of judging, every time you feel like, well, I can't believe they're wearing that. I can't believe they're doing that. Look at them jerks. Look at them people. Look at them this, that, that, that. No, instead of doing that, you ought to be concerned about keeping that palm in your hand seven days a week. That's good preaching, whether you like it or not. That's good preaching. If you got a palm in your hand, y'all better listen to this real quick. If you got a palm in your hand, you don't have no room for stones in your hand. If you got palms in your hands, you won't have stones in your hand to throw at people. That's why it's imperative that we keep palms in our hand <laughs> instead of the stones. Folks, there's one thing I don't want to be known as. I don't want to be known as a judger or a condemner. I want to be known as a praiser. Somebody say amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. If I can be identified as anything, I want them to say Dathan's not perfect, but he is a praiser. Dathan, he doesn't always make the right decisions, but he always knows how to get back up and praise the Lord. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost today that you've got to learn how to praise despite your past and to praise despite what others are doing. It's hard sometimes not to throw stones, but if I got palms in my hands, if I got palms in my hands, God will respond to me. Folks, the palm trees, they start to wave in, in windy days. They start to droop in, in windy days. They get to blowing on pretty days. They get to blowing on cloudy days. The palms are always, now I grew up in South Florida. I grew up around palm trees. We had royal palms and king palms and tall palms and short palms and fat palms and skinny palms. We had all kind of palm trees all over the place and you could always count on one thing. That palm tree was always going to move and that palm tree was always going to, in other words what the Bible is saying, you should be like a palm tree. Always praising God. If it's sunny out, you're going to praise God. If it's cloudy out, you're going to praise God. If the storm is brewing, you're going to praise God. Because the righteous shall be like the palms always. And the Bible says that if the righteous are like the palms, if the righteous will keep them palms in their hands and they'll praise God continually and they'll praise God despite their situation and they'll praise God despite what's going on around them. The Bible said that eventually, that eventually they shall flourish in the house of the Lord. Folks, the place to pick your palm branches up is here. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Judges chapter 1 verse 16. The Bible says in the children of the Canaanite, Moses' father-in-law went up out of the city of palm trees with the children of Judah into the wilderness of Judah which lieth in the south of Arad. And they went and dwelt among the people. And Judah went with Simeon, his brother, and they slew the Canaanites that inhabited Zephath and utterly destroyed it and named the city was called Haram. God gave to his children a city called Palms. 
God gave to Judah a city called Palms. Judges 3, 13, we'll get a little bit more detail on the city. And the land had rest 40 years, and Athaniel, son of Kenaz, died, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon and the king of Moab against Israel because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. And he gathered unto them the children of Ammon and Amalek and the sons and smote and possessed the city of Palms. So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, he raised up a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gerah, a Benjamite, a man left-handed by him. The children of Israel spent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. Now, here's something, and I don't have time to, to dig all into this today, but, but there will come a time where if you don't praise, if you lose focus, you will become captive among a city of palms. If you don't learn how to give God all the honor all the time, you will become captive with some oppression and some depression and some addictions and some doubts and some fears and some regrets. If you don't think for a minute that regret is an enemy, you're wrong. Regret is just as much of an enemy, a mental enemy that comes against you as as any addiction that there is how many here I mean let's just be honest how many here have ever replayed in your mind something you could have done better and you beat yourself up for it over and over and over again am I just the only one and even still to this day, maybe even last week, you've thought about it. Constant reminders, things that come up. And you say, if I would have done this better, if I would have handled this situation this way, if I would have done this this way, then maybe things would not be played out the way they are. How many? Am I the only one? And so, with our mind focused, and then let, let, me, just, let me just tell you, that the devil is a sly old fox. If I could, I'd put him in a box. And I'd lock the door and throw away the key for all those tricks he's played on me. The devil knows your flesh, does he not? Them fruit loops look good, I ain't gonna lie. The devil knows your faults. He knows your frailty. He knows... He knows the things that are going to trip you up. He knows the things that are going to cause you to make mistakes. So don't you know what the devil does? The devil brings things in front of you. The devil tempts you. The devil brings these situations in front of you. And then when you fall, then the devil stands over you and goes, Now look what you've done now. Who do you think you are? And then there's seasons where we try to hide it. We don't tell nobody about it. Huh? We try to keep it away. We, 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 we're afraid. We're all in a, oh, Lord, what's going on? I remember one time, this is funny. I, I, my stepdad got me a job one summer. Between the summer I graduated high school, I was going to college. He got me a job as a 
uh, a helper for an electrical company. And uh, I hated the job. It was terrible. And I just wasn't feeling the electrical business. You know what I'm saying? And so, Brother Coulter, don't you know, uh, I walked in and I worked till lunchtime. And then when lunchtime was over, I got in my car and I left. And I went to Burger King and Blockbuster Video. And uh, I actually got jobs there, actually. But I'd rather work two jobs <laughs> than mess with that electrical mess. I wasn't fit to do that. Well, I was so afraid of my stepdad because he got me the job that I literally had my uniforms from my other companies in the car. I'd walk out of the house like I was going for the electrical business. That went on until they called him and said, where's Data at? Burger King. He didn't know no better. But see, we live our lives like that. I know y'all think way less of me now for telling that story, but. We live our lives sometimes wrapped up in fear, and the devil, he just pours it on. Oh, my God. Who, look at you. You made a mess. Look, dear Lord. So the devil throws something your way. You mess up. Hook, line, and sinker. And then he stands on top. You go, uh, 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 Jesus ain't ever going to forgive you for this one. That's what he does. Oh, my God, everybody knows what you have done. Everybody on planet Earth, when they look at you, they know this person here is a lying, cheating, stealing, cussing, fussing, backstabbing. Everybody on planet Universe knows exactly what you've done. Tell me the devil don't tell you that. And so you walk into Walmart, and you're like, oh, my God, how do they know? When they all they see some goofy person that looks like they're in a bad mood. And you, you think of the devil, right? And it's just what the devil does. When the whole time you're wrapped up in that, when the reality is you wouldn't have time for that if you had palms in your hand. The reason why keeping palms in your hand is so important is because it it keeps the pressure. It keeps the enemy away. The devil will not hang out around a praiser. And when you've messed up, the devil has done all he can do. And when you've connected with God, let me tell you all something. One of my my dearest friends of all time, one of my dearest friends of all time, pastor to church, in, in Florida. And he worked for a company. He was a pastor in Florida. Dear friend of mine. This, I'm, not, I'm not even hoboking you here. And this man literally pastored a church and embezzled money from the company he worked for. He took, this is a true story. He took the embezzled money. And he did church work with it. I mean, he's just he's just the modern day Robin Hood. Yeah, church needed a cataract. And so 
the proverbial poo hit the fan. He lost his license. He lost the church. He goes to jail. Goes to jail. Now, I'm going to mess everybody up with what I'm getting ready to tell you. Not this last year, but the year before that, I'm up in the balcony at Because of the Tides. And I look down, and I see my friend some 12 years later dancing and worshiping the Lord. And I'm talking on slow songs. You know, you're supposed to do that slow I mean, he was really getting with it. He wasn't even worshiping right. And I went down and I said, uh, hey, bro. Afterwards, I, I, I grabbed him. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. I just got out last week. I said, that's awesome. And I was being a little judgmental, you know what I mean? Who do you think you are? You've been in jail for the last 20, 12 years, and I've been out here grinding it out. And then I've been faithful for 12 years. You know, you know how we get. Come on, act like you don't get that way, and I'll throw something at you. Take my shoe off and chuck it at you. He said, you know what? He said, it feels so good. He just started weeping. It just feels so good to be in the presence of the Lord. And I was so convicted because I've been in the presence of the Lord so much, and I'm up there and Chances are, it was a pretty big deal. He, he knew people knew what he had done 12 years ago. But he had palms in his hands, and it didn't matter what others thought. I'm telling you, there's a place we can get in the kingdom of God where we've got palms in our hands, and it doesn't matter what other people think about us. It doesn't matter what they say about us. And all that matters is that I got palms in my hands, and I'm in the presence of the Lord. Folks, we got to get palms in our hands in the presence of the Lord. Because if not, if not, the enemy, the enemy will consume us and he will cause us to lose a blessing in the place. God has designed for us to have blessings like the children of Israel that we found. Now, I want to show you something pretty cool. In 1 Kings, verse 6, 32, and I'm closing as the musicians will come. Amen. I love doing that every week. That's my favorite thing. Hallelujah. We're going to laugh about it years from now. Amen. Remember that time when we didn't have nobody playing the piano? Six thirty-two. The two doors were of olive trees and carved upon them carvings of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers and overlaid with gold and, sp- and spread gold upon the cherubims and upon the palm trees. So also made he for the door of the temple post an olive tree of the fourth part of the wall 
And the two doors were fir trees. The two leaves of the door were folding, and the leaves of the other door were folding. And they carved thereon cherubims and palm trees upon open flowers and covered them with gold fitted upon the carved work. And then if we would look even further, which we don't have time to go into it, we see that in the temple that Within the temple and outside the temple, they took palms and palm trees. And there was somebody that would be in the temple, and there were people on the outside of the temple, and, and they were literally carving palms inside and outside the temple walls. The palms were carved all over the walls. But the Bible says something very unique. It says that after the walls were, were carved with the palm trees, that they came back and they overlaid those palms and those cherubims and those flowers. They overlaid all of them with gold. That's what the Bible says. All over the house of the Lord, the exterior, the interior of the house of the Lord were the carved palms you know what that says to me, brother, brother Connor? It says to me that praising sometimes takes me just saying, okay, I'm going to carve this one out. I might not feel like it today, but I, I'm just going to carve this one out. I'm, I, I don't deserve it, Sister Shara, today. I've not had a good week, but... My, my week today in the house of the Lord with my praise, I'm just going to carve this one out. But the Bible says that after all the palms were carved out, that they came back and they were overlaid with gold. Folks, I've come today to tell you that sometimes we just got to carve the praise out, but eventually God will come back and he'll overlay it with gold. Eventually, as we're carving it out, that our praise will work out for us. The Bible says that all things work together for the good to them that are called according to His purpose, to them that fear and love God. I might even add something there that says, those that keep palms in their hands. Everything's going to work out. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's preaching longer than he usually does. Y'all ain't saying, I said, say it, not whisper it. My God. Good neighbor. My God. The neighbor is preaching louder. I gotta go get my groceries at Walmart. I'm picking now. I'm picking. God's gonna turn our praise to gold. God's gonna pray, turn our praise to gold. Last scripture of the day, Revelation 7 and 9. The Bible says, After this I beheld a low, a great multitude, which no man could count, numbered of all the nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with robes and palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around and about the throne and the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne 
faces and worship God saying amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto God forever and ever. Amen. There is one thing that I see in common in the prophecies of all the people that are in heaven. If you're going to make it to heaven, you're going to have to have one thing down and that's have a palm in your hand. I'll tell you right now, there ain't going to be no grumblers and complainers in heaven. There ain't going to be no backbiters and dividers in heaven. But there are going to be praisers in heaven. Somebody say amen. I could teach a whole lesson on that today, but I'm getting hungry. What about you? We need to praise God. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We don't need to have a great band, amen. We don't need to have all that stuff. All we need is an iPad and Sister Paige and Sister Kara up there praising God. That's all we need. And if we got that, we can get palms in our hands for the whole week long. Somebody say amen. I tell you what, if we'd start praising God a little better, we'd start leaving a little better. If we start giving a little more in church, we get a little more out of our week. Let's all stand. One of the most powerful scriptures in all the word of God is that what we read today, that the righteous shall be like the palm. Hallelujah. Let's all come to the front today. I want us all as a family to come to the front.